Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And on which the upcoming match is being played. We would also like to pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to AFL Nation. Charlie Curno winds it up, thrashed at a goal, it's a ripper. Elliot, big oh. <laughs> Elliot takes a monster. Golden chance, driving left foot, goal. It's open away for Petrarca, who bent it through for a goal. Eight teams, one Premier at the end of September. So oh. huge leap from King. Arise, Max King, up over the pack, a towering mark. He's going to get this, Rapley. He's going to stroll in. He's going to waltz in. He's going to line it up again. Poor Francis onto it. Busted away. Steady, straight, and goal! Riccardi on the back green. Who else? Toby's put the Giants in front. Danaher in the square, swings around onto the left, and Danaher's put it through. No one's having more fun than Collingwood this year. Not there playing like that. The 2023 Toyota AFL Finals Series on AFL Nation. It's do or die footy. Everything is knockout from here. And as it starts, Melbourne and Carlton will fill the joints. The Demons are trying to avoid a straight sets exit for the second year running and the sickening tension and analysis that would come with that. And the Blues are trying to continue this wonder ride that has been 2023. And it has all of the baggers very much aboard. The first semi-final at the MCG on the most perfect September night. It's Melbourne and Carlton in store. Hello and welcome to AFL Nation for Elders. When listing your property, think Elders Real Estate. And for tyre power, Vegas competition with Toyo Open Country Tyres. Jared Wayne with you. Jared Healy's with me. Hello to you, Jared. Hello, Jared. Hard to believe this time seven days ago, we were uh, just emerging from a cyclone of sorts. It was raining, it was hailing, it was as windy as hell. And today we turn up to a cutthroat game as you said, with the most perfect conditions. And yet I still think goals are going to be of a premium. Really hard to get the two best contest clearance sides in the competition going head-to-head. Both have got issues in the uh, front half, but one of them has got Charlie Kerno. Hmm. Is it his stage today where he produces the final that we know he's got in him? Alongside you, Brad Johnson. Hello to you, Jono. Uh, good evening. Yeah, what, what a drive in, honestly. We drove past Collingwood doing a match sim into Melbourne Storm. Fans getting set, and here yep. we are in at, the, uh, in at the MCG. Had plenty of time with the traffic to have a good look around while I was, <laughs> while I was waiting to get through as well, Jerry. But, but this is big, and you talk about scoring. Uh, we've got some good recent four, a recent game against these two teams. Round 22, 60 to 56. Yep. So not a high-scoring game in that encounter either. Always kicks a couple. Kerno kicks a couple. Petrarca got a couple for, for the Ds. So, and even across the scoring of that game, it was, it was tied early one goal and then both were three goals at half time six goals at three quarter time so we may get something similar again tonight where it's just a dower I know the conditions are great but it's Mm. going to be a dower contest that uh, will be played between the arcs 
Dwayne Russell rounds out our quartet. Hello to you, Dwayne. Just trying to savour it, Jared, because in just over two weeks we'll be thinking, oh, what are we going to do now? It's, it, this is the perfect time of year, not just the standard of the footy that we've got, the best teams in the comp still alive, a full house out of the G, but this kind of weather as well, as you mentioned, the, the weather's just getting better and better in Melbourne with each passing day. And, yeah, you just want to savour it, enjoy it tonight, because tonight might be one of those games that we talk about for a long, long time. John, complete this sentence for me. If Charlie Kerno kicks five, the Blues win. Mm. If Charlie Kerno kicks four, the Blues could still win. Three? No, I don't think they can. <laughs> I think he's got it. Yeah, four plus tonight. Four's the, the benchmark. Yep. And uh, that, that'll get the obviously the stadium going as well. But but I think yeah, four plus is the is the is the benchmark for for the Blues. And then they they need What's to pitch. Four, a... the, it's five. The old eight. In a final like tonight, is five the equivalent of what eight would have been? If he, gets, if he gets four plus against the back line of, yeah. of May, Lever, yeah. and now Tomlinson in there, then the Blues are getting plenty of service in their half of the ground. Given that there's no big Harry as well, which is a, which is a distraction. Exactly. They've in, they've introduced an extra player so they can uh, they've introduced Tomlinson. So Tomlinson will take. Uh, Tom the Coning one presumes, which means Lever will be the floater to just come over and uh, make life even more difficult from uh, King Charlie the Second. Which means they're going to have to kick one to Tomlinson early, just to make yeah. the backline think you're going to Tomlinson. Uh, sorry, kick one to, to Coning early, just so the backline thinks, okay, so you're going to actually use him, are you? We better man him yep. up too. How heavily does the spectre of straight sets sit over tonight? Do you think? Oh, I think it'd sit enormously over uh, the demons because you know they're, they're the third year into what could be their their reign their premiership reign and and there'll be more years but you don't want to forego this opportunity and they've been get dealt a hell of a blow with the the losses of petty and uh, a couple of others in the forward line um, so that's been you know the footy gods haven't smiled upon them but going out in straight sets would be, you know, it would be a, a tremendous blow to, I think, the whole club. They'd recover. Uh, but the only way to recover is to win another flag with this group. So it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's on the line right now for the Demons. And I look forward to seeing who they're going to bring in as their sub. I mean, there is still, still some spectre that uh, potentially Grundy could come in, although it would be difficult, I suspect. If Max's toe was an issue, then maybe Grundy, if they... I shouldn't say this, but if they did have the game won with 15 or so minutes to go, you know, you could take Max off and rest him. How bad's the toe, I suppose, is the issue there? Well, I think the toe will be getting injected. The, uh, the old ring block, as they say, uh, right. for the rest of the, the finals. Well, that was a farming term, but anyway, it's all no, good. No, it's all good. No, he's, uh, I don't think he'll feel it. I mean, he may need to double up on, on it, but most of the, most of the um, uh, injections last four hours. So uh, a couple of a couple of ring blocks just to... Lucky it's not the big toe, John. It's yeah. probably the middle toe. That's it. But uh, but with the Ds, you have a, you have a winning seed, home and away season. So 16 and 7. So it's more around and having lived it in 08, 09 and 10 where we were top four, missed yeah. that, uh, missed the first final, win, win the first final. And then you, you sort of become a bit, bit edgier about, you know, about your, your performance, about your teammates' performance. You're a bit more aggressive. The coaches are a bit more aggressive in the way that they, they set you up that week. Mm. Week one's still up and about. We're in good form. Yeah, we're confident we can win this game. You don't. So then it just changes your mentality a bit about not letting a, letting a winning home and away season slip. So the Blues had 13 and 9, so they'll be sitting there going, well, we're a three-game better team during home and away season. And they'll build some confidence through that during the week to, to set themselves up more mentally than, than physically 
for the preparation for this game. It's not as if the Demons aren't playing well. I mean, they went inside forward 50 so many times, they just didn't, uh, they didn't nail it. It'd be uh, looking forward to talking to Greg Stafford just to see how they're going to restructure or uh, what's been the, the emphasis and the focus. But, you know, they have had the injuries and they've, uh, they've blown some chances. They're still experimenting, and I guess you continue to experiment, but Petrarca's always going to be a question mark. I think they need his you know, A-plus grade ability in that forward 50, the magic of uh, Petrarca to get them across the line, particularly if uh, Fritz isn't 100%. So what's your, what's your mix ideally on Petrarca? Knowing that... So it was interesting going back and watching round 22 is Carlton's midfield was Cripps, Fogarty and Dow. Yeah. And they, they more than held their own. Them, yeah. So they played that game without Chera and Walsh in the centre square. Well, my ideal mix for Petrarca is, is 80% in the forward line. Okay. You know, because he can get X amount. I mean, they've proven they can get the ball inside forward 50. Forward 50, but he's the best player to have on the end of the kicks going inside forward 50. And he can, he can make magic where others struggle in that congestion. He's one of the great congestion players. He's got such quick feet. He's like a ballerina in the, in the traffic. His hands are so quick. And generally, he's a pretty good kick. Their, their forward setup's completely different tonight, and it's a lot more of that mid-size, a lower, harder approach to their kicks rather than the bombs from 60, 70 out just to deep in the pocket to to um, to either get the ball out of play and set up a, set up a stoppage, which is which is tough to score on unless the ruckman grabs it and kicks the goal himself. But when that Max could do that, but because there's so much congestion at stoppage inside mm. forward 50. Their entries have to be, be lower and more directed. Wouldn't surprise me if they try and hit up tonight at 40-45 and get their set shots from distance, but get Fritz, Petrarca, you've got Neil, Neil Bull and Jordan potentially having shots from, from that period of th- that part of the ground. Most of their entries last week and uh, other times when they've struggled have been wide. They're not getting in the corridor enough. And if Carlton mm. take the corridor away from them and push them into the flanks and the width of the forward half, well, they go back to the same problem, bombing the ball to the hot spot and uh, trying to block up Wietering and whoever else is down there uh, in a congested area. But having Spargo as well added to the mix, so there's another one that adds to the mix. So it's completely, as you mentioned, John, has changed. And Pickett might need Fritsch, Spargo and Petrarca. So he might need that kind of distraction from other people. It just all of a sudden opens up space for... And he's not going to kick that inaccurately again two weeks in a row, is he? I mean, he's the kind of guy who could kick the four or five as well. So, yeah, that you think they should go too sh- They should go a bit more shallow well, with their p- entries, p- do you? Potentially, but it, it is that energy on the ground because if they allowed Saad to, to waltz out and you, the, the guys you just mentioned, then Spargo, Sparrow, Pickett, and allowing these guys, Neil Bullen, to just exit easily, then that then that, right. that's the that's the issue from a from a small four perspective because they're in there for that that side of things to put pressure on Newman. Stepping straight out, put pressure on Stard getting back, put pressure on Acres who supports defence and don't let him exit with an easy, easy wide kick. Which is what I'm asking both of you guys because I'm I'm always confused as to what's better, a lead up player, 45 out, whereas if you have a turnover, then you're vulnerable because it's only 45 out from your goal and they're away in the corridor. Some teams go to the pocket. Because if you can't get it, you can knock it out and get a ball in. But if Max Gorn's not going to ruck forward, then that's a waste of time as well because you've got to make shift ruck doing the ruck work. Are you better off hitting the top of the square like they tried to all week last week and it didn't work? But if you've got a different mix there, maybe it's going to work this week? I think the answer is just take what the, what the opposition give you. 
I mean, where the holes are, fill the holes. Yep. I mean, don't, 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 you can't just keep kicking it to congestion. If the lead's on, kick it to the lead. If there's a hole there, kick it to the hole, get it on the deck and uh, make sure you keep the ball in there. But, you know, any formula is quickly worked out. Opposition are just too good at knowing what your strengths are, what your go-to weapon is. So fast ball in there, make it up on the way in. You've got, uh, you know, A-grade premiership players down there. They'll get it done. Just get it in there. And Instinct players, Gerald, with the ball carrying it as opposed to sticking to a game plan, which is do this when you get it. I like it. Just most players. It'll most, come back, do you think? I think it's back already, Dwayne. I think uh, I think the formula sometimes uh, robs us of the instinct. And most players have played their whole life on instinct going forward. There's no question you have to have formula going back in defence. But when you go inside that forward 50, under certain general rules, I think players are uh, best suited when they're just playing the game. They're really a 100-point team, though, the Ds, which surprises me when you have a look when you have a look through it because, yeah, they kicked 130 against Richmond in round 20 and 103 versus North Melbourne, and that's North Melbourne. They still conceded 71. But from then, they've gone 56, 87, 77, 53. So they're not... And, and yes, the amount of entries they're, they're getting. So maybe they're just in a... But they're always a, carrying someone. They're carrying Ben Brown or they're carrying Tom McDonald. They seem right. like they're always trying to get someone into form. Mm. They're carrying that's Grundy. part of the issue. They put someone forward who, oh, we're playing him now because it's going to work for us in three weeks' time. Exactly. But the trouble is it doesn't work now. <laughs> that's a good point you raise. I mean, they have been experimenting and they've acknowledged that they've been experimenting mm. the whole season. Well, right now... The only they move... want to hope that the test tube doesn't blow up. <laughs> yeah, well, the only move that's worked has been Petrarca forward. And that's just because of his natural yeah. ability to, to find ball, win ball, win in the air, win on the ground, win at stoppage. So that's, that's the only move that Goodwin has made where he's searched for something different and found it. And that's because of the star player that he's got. But the other players you mentioned, they've searched for it and haven't been able to find it because those are, they're the type of players that if they start in good form, they'll hold momentum. But finding the form doesn't always work for the type of players that uh, that we just meant, uh, just spoke about. How does Carlton plot its way around Lever? Well, once again, I mean, they've got the same problem. Because they won last week, nobody actually analysed just how bad they were going inside forward <laughs> 50. And here's the numbers. In the second half, they went inside forward 50 on 29 occasions and they took three marks. Now, the average inside forward 57, so they were right off the pace. Sydney took 16 intercept marks in a half in their back line. And the AFL average is 13 for a game. So they've got some issues as yeah. well. I mean, I would get the ball in Chera's hands as much as possible because I think he he hits targets. He's the, he's the Rolls Royce of that group. Um, you know, but they did get it in there. And uh, it's going to be, once again, I, you know, they haven't got, they haven't, I don't think we'll have a lot of space. So I think they'll be relying on ground ball as well. But speed and maybe Colonel up the ground turning around, he's their best kick inside forward 50 in many ways. So it's going to be a really interesting tactical game. Well, they've brought Tomlinson in to release Lever. Yeah. That, that's got the, the, the nature about it. So you go May, Tomlinson, key post, Lever, the floater. So him being the floater and the interceptor potentially, Fogarty's too short. He'll play up in the midfield. Cottrell's got some, some, some grunt yeah. about the way that he can play. And if he scores on him early, he'll be up and about. I'm not sure whether that's, he's got the height to to affect Lever in the air, all the smarts where Lever can position himself. So it comes down to always in some ways, but well, he's, more natural, that, he's more a natural player. So their, match, their matchup for Lever will be an interesting watch tonight and how they actually go about it. Well, they'll be looking for that person to disrupt Lever and to mm. uh, put the anchor on and maybe kick a goal to expose him as well. But we will have to wait until the, I guess, the sides are out there to find out just what their thinking is. Which midfield... Do you prefer? Well, that's a real challenge. I wrote them down this afternoon just uh, to get my head around this game. 
And if you just take the midfield, take the rucks out of it, Oliver, Viney, Jordan, Petrucca, Cripps, Walsh, Chera, Hewitt. Oh. It's like they've got the best. I think Petrucca's probably the best. Carlton fans may argue Cripps has got him covered, but I think Petrucca is the most damaging. But he's going to be in the forward line the majority of the time. So I'm not sure which is the next in if what, he's going why, to be playing why, inside the forward line. Why aren't you including the ruck? Well, I'm about to do that. Okay, all right. You include the ruck, <laughs> yep. and then all of a sudden, Melbourne's... I mean, Gorn, it was one of the greatest games a Ruckman's ever played last yeah. week. They didn't win, but, uh, you know, if he re- reproduces that, it's, it may well tip it across the line, but Oliver may find his very best. Last week he got the footy, but uh, didn't do as anywhere near as much damage as he can. Cripps, I thought, was average in the first half. He was, he was really good in the second half. Walsh had a good game, although didn't do as much with the ball as he could. Hewitt's been a really fantastic recruit. I mean, he may well go to Oliver and just shadow him at stoppages. But he has just been a boon recruit. They've done well out of the Swans. They've got Newman. You don't like it when they when the Swans lose a guy like a Hewitt or a Jordan Dawson or a... Well, I don't think any club does, particularly if you throw a Lear Lear and yeah. Jordan Dawson into one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a very good point you raise. Close to Jared's heart here. Uh, um, but... I think the I think the midfield, as much as they've got the names, Oliver Viney, Petrarca, they're really missing Harms and they're really missing Brayshaw. And um, their depth that was there in the in that premiership era is not there at the moment in the middle. Can the D's get a big game out of Hunter and Langdon Langdon, that combination? It's been a little bit quiet. One player's had they've they've had some good moments, they've had some good quarters each, but not that four quarter performance. And the expectation from from the wings is so high. Uh, in today's footy with what they're, yep. what they're meant to do to go back. And that's where Akers was, was best on for the Blues last week. Yeah, Hunter he, was one of Melbourne's best, he though, was, wasn't he? He was, he, was, he was good, but still it was a, it was a two-and-a-half quarter performance. Yep. I thought he's still got a lot more in him. Langdon was quiet. So whoever gets Akers, that's a big matchup. We, we get that because of the way that, um, you know, the, the way that he plays. And if you put pressure on Akers with his kicking, we know he can turn it over in critical parts of the ground. So, But Hunter and Langdon, look... I think it's on paper looks awesome for, for the athletic ability mm. that these two players have got. They need to both bring it tonight. If they go down Melbourne tonight, Jared, I think we'll be saying Fritz has struggled with injury. Um, Salem struggled with injury. Oliver had a really interrupted season, just didn't quite find his best. Viney had lead boots on last week. I'm told he may have been crook. I expect him to be borderline BOG this week. He'll be, he'll be uh, wanting to chew a, uh, chew a Sharon tonight. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's, there's the question mark about uh, Grundy. Why did they play him? Why didn't they play him? Is he going to be sub? Is he not going to be sub? There is issues out there. You know, they've, they've brought in Tomlinson, who hasn't been able to nail a spot. You know, he's been in and out all year. Uh, there's some issues. Pickett's been in and out of form all year. So I think if they do lose, then we'll go back and say maybe they, they lost their way and just never quite managed to get their very best going. And I think the open question is whether they've ever really had their method yeah. this year. Mm. So they, they, were, they were okay to about round 12 or 13, and that's when Goodwin made his change. Yep. He altered the way that they were playing. He altered their personnel a little bit. He revealed what he really wanted, which was Petty and Melksham up front, yep. and then he's been denied that. And they're still just searching for their mm. method now, I think. So well, I think the, I think the, they, I think he wants the same method, but he hasn't got the same personnel. Yeah. And some of the personnel are compromised in their form. And they I lost mean, Luke Melchim Jackson over the summer. Really so they lost Luke Jackson over the summer. So they had to change something. Something had to change by force, and they could do with him now. Well, right now they could. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, they've got they've got 
Grundy is the second ruck, but uh, I mean, but Luke Jackson will be playing. Luke, Luke Jackson's better forward than yeah. Grundy. So if Luke Jackson was on the list, he'd be playing. And his form in the second half of the season this year, oh, the Fremantle, is yeah, outstanding. Right. Mm. Uh, and then there's tomorrow night. So if you, I, I'm in agreement with you. Is there's more pressure, if you like, around Melbourne? It would be a greater failure if Melbourne goes in mm. straight sets. But that's academic in a way. Is the the great indignity of a season is to get to the and squander your top four position and not stiffen up, particularly when you return home, and that's what's in front of Port Adelaide. Yeah, I can say that now because I live in Geelong. If I lived in my old street down the port, um, <laughs> there'd be more. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to go out of your house on Sunday without someone wanting to have a chat to you about You wouldn't be able to go to the shop or the service station to fill your car up. Um, it's, it's going to be big if Port Adelaide go out in straight sets, but they've had their issues as well this year, um, their, their injuries and... And Tom Jonas is their key defender and their captain has kind of fallen off the cliff a bit. Uh, I don't think they've had the ev- evolution of their forward line that they want. So here they are relying on Charlie Dixon again, which they've always relied on too heavily. He hasn't played for ages. And guess what? They need Charlie Dixon straight back in. So, yeah, there's some issues. With, but I don't think it was a wrong idea to make Ken Hinckley wait and then appoint him. So I think they've still made the right call there, even though if they go out in straight sets, there'll be a few people saying that was the wrong call now. But I still think they're on track. If they do add, you know, a couple of defenders, Zerk Thatcher, um, Radigalia, well, they could still win the flag this year, obviously. They're still in the running for it. But um, it's a pretty big game tomorrow night. They feel like they've ploughed into the wall. Yeah, they do. They, they just got – I think they've had a fantastic season. All credit to Ken and uh, their group. And they may win on the weekend, but uh, they haven't got the momentum. They've got uh, lots of holes. They've got good players out of form. They've got old players who are about to retire. Yeah, that, they had to trust Travis Boak, though, didn't they? Yep. He's, he's earned enough respect to say, hey, we've got to play you this week. Can you give us one more? Yep. And they've, you know, they've, they've uncovered a few. I mean, Horn Francis has been good for them. He needs to get another mm. probably 40% of possessions to take him from a really good young kid to a great of the game. So that's going to be some uh, work in the runners over summer to build his tank. Um, Lord looks a really good young player. They've got a couple of kids, well, not kids, but Radigali is a really good player coming to them. So I think their next season looks really strong. But you're talking about the, you know, the, the downfall of going out in straight sets, Jared, which will be a body blow to them. But I think you've got to take it into perspective. And they, they go in... They go in pretty banged up, I think was the term you said, and that's as good as any. And they're playing a team who are Red hot. breasting the tape, aren't they? Orange hot. <laughs> well, the tsunami's back. How many years ago was it you caught it that? Uh, 2016, I reckon. Okay. But the difference is, and I, I saw uh, Brent um, Daniel discuss this, and I've spoken to a couple of guys at the top of the, in, in the, top of the tree uh, um, at the Giants. When he walked in, he talked about the tsunami, but he said, we're going with a two-way tsunami. We are going to run forward hard, and we're going to run back just as hard. And that's what he trained. And to me, it's, the, it's, it's football at its finest in the AFL right now, the way they're playing it. The numbers are fantastic. Collingwood are playing a similar brand of footy. Richmond played it for their three premierships. It's, it's the formula, in my view, and uh, they've got it, and he's coached it. And uh, good luck to him. He's done a great job. I think they'll be pretty happy that Taylor got through well last week. Yeah. Question marks around his his fitness. He did he did such a such a good job. And you look at uh, Ollie Lord and his role last week. Look, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if he tries to lock lock on to Taylor. Taylor may lock, try to get to Dixon when he's down in that particular area of the ground. And Marshall as well. Himmelberg is the other tall matchup that they'll have to they'll have to worry themselves with. 
But the forward line for GWS is just so strong. And you look at Daniels with what he what he mm. produces and his ability to get up a little bit higher behind the contest and push forward. Toby Green, Jesse Hogan. It's no nice one, to no be one's saying, talking about Jesse it's Hogan. Nice to, it's nice to be saying that about Jesse Hogan. Because it, is. it hasn't been something that's been said about it's Jesse Hogan. Year, Jesse Hogan. Yeah. But in previous yeah. seasons, oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Whereas this year, it's wow, Jesse. Which it is. is great. It is. It's, it's good. And I, I think if it still could have gone to another level with in terms of the way we talk about Jesse. Well, the but good part is, is... But it hasn't because we've let it, let it just roll for... For him along the way, and he's a little bit off uh, off Broadway. Start of the year, I thought Himmelberg should have been a forward, but to have the luxury of playing Himmelberg back has changed them as well. So that was a gutsy move, but it's worked as well. Yeah, I've always been a Himmelberg defender. Okay, I've been running that campaign for a few years and uh, got him down. He's just such a great distributor. I think that's part and parcel of releasing the tsunami and and any game plan. Really, you've got to have someone who can distribute the ball as he does. But the beauty that they've found is they've found another Irishman, Dwayne, and he started mm. uh, in defence and he's gone the other way. So, uh, yeah, Callum Brown. Callum and, Brown. And I, I know what you're saying about, I'm a, they've got a bloke who was born in the UK as well, by the way, I think, uh, Connor Ryden. Connor he's Ryden. He's playing all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they found some he's guys. He's a UK man, isn't he? That, yeah, I think he was born in the UK. That's why he wasn't eligible for Geelong under the... Ah, right. Uh, they, they thought they had him. He grew up in Clifton Springs. Right. So they thought they had him as part of their Bellarine Academy, but it didn't quite work for them. That's the setup for the semi-finals that will unfold over the next Sorry, two Sorry, father nights. born in the UK. That's why he wasn't eligible. Okay. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Book a test drive today. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom. We're going to duck into both camps. We'll be with the Ds next with Greg Stafford, their forward line coach. So we've got exactly the right portfolio to talk to. And then we will be with Aaron Hamill as we'll get the flavour of the Blues. He knows a thing or two about that. This is the AFL Nation pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. The Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks. You're listening to AFL Nation for elders. Looking to make a move? Then think elders home loan and tyre power. Vegas competition with Toyo Open Country Tyres. Friday night footy, the first semi-final at the MCG, Melbourne and Carlton. Our Friday night presenting partner is Penright Oil and your local Repco authorised service. So Greg Stafford's told us that Josh Shackey is the sub and I will say in our history of having the sub, that is the one of the weirdest subs <laughs> I've come across. I just can't quite figure out how he fits in. Well, I think it probably gives us an insight into where the relationship with uh, Grundy is sure right does. now. And that is, uh, it's over. It's uh, done. But I'm not sure what happens if Max does his leg uh, tonight or does a hamstring tonight and all of a sudden Melbourne wins. So that's that's of some interest. They may just say, no, we just did it for other reasons. He's, Shacky is a better forward option if that's the way it unfolds. But, uh, no, it's, it is unusual. I mean, if they lose a midfielder, well, then, you know, you've got no, you've got no help whatsoever. Uh, Jono, so that was a strange one. No, I thought Hibbert might have been the man looking at their emergencies. You know, you got the sense when they brought Tomlinson in, Grundy wasn't going to play anyway. Uh, he's, he's, and he's not a he's not a sub, neither Shacky, I don't think, in that uh, in that facet. So I thought it might have been Hibby. Laurie, I didn't uh, count count on at all, being a youngster in a in a big final like this. So Hibby with the big body, he can actually step into the midfield too. If they did lose someone in that, he can play both ends. But yeah. anyway, they've gone with Shacky. So we wait to see now whether he gets. He gets no minutes, which could be which could be an option. Yep. Um, he he could get a quarter, uh, or he could get more, depending on uh, the health of uh, one of his teammates. Does it tell you that they're more worried about 
Max and perhaps anything else? I reckon that my suspicion is they're worried about Fritch. That, but is, it, is he going to be a replacement for Fritz? I, well, he's not a replacement for Max. But that's the only no, replacement they've got unless they're going to play Grundy. Now, they'll play McDonald in the ruck, I think, if Max goes down. So, I can't yeah, read that. More, I'm really... I, I don't... I, that was floated to me heavily on Thursday, and I couldn't wrap my mind around it. Mm. And then now that it's official, I just... I can't see his role. Mm. I can't... That, no, I can't either. So, so you'll you come out for something. You'll, you'll come on early and dominate tonight. No, 100%. He'll play, like, play the game of his career. It'll yes. be a masterstroke. <laughs> Won't it? When did he last play? He did play in the last couple, I think, for memory. They just they brought him in for, for another bit of an experiment. So. Been training really well, maybe. Is that, is that still a thing? <laughs> He's batting well in the nets. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on, I can't believe it either, but uh, that's had a text today saying that he told his family uh, during the show, so it seemed like the word must have been out. So it's not a last-minute thing. They might have been planning this for days. Yeah, yeah. Two games this year, round seven, round 23. Round yeah. 23, it was it was one disposal. Speaking of text, one, I got a text today myself. Mm-hmm. Somebody uh, on the golf course saying that uh, Marchbank had been playing golf and he's uh, got a bit of a tight hamstring. So ah. it's at the uh, rumour speculation status at most, yeah, at yeah. Mo- absolute most. Came from a St Kilda supporter who probably wouldn't know, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, Goldie, uh, we, we will pass these on just for uh, a little bit of intrigue prior the- to talking to the... Forwards coach of the the Blues. It's the time of year for intrigue. And uh, Carlton Sub is, is it Dow? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. Is it Hollands? I'm not sure. So no. do you want run on your wing, a two-way running, well, a guy go, go can run? four excellent subs. Mm. Dow, Hollands, Fisher, Durden. Yeah. I, I'm taking any of them. Yeah, I'm probably not taking Fisher. Oh, but I, I like Hollands for his power of, he'll run you 10K in, in a half. So that's the beauty of having him. And Dow seems to have more... Well, he's more of an impact guy. Would that be right? If you put him in the middle, he might have a few possessions that impact the oh, game. Oh, he's had a fantastic yeah. Uh, yeah. back half the year, Dwayne. I think they'd be they'd be thrilled to be able to get Paddy Dow out in the ground today. But bringing Kennedy in and then bringing Dow in uh, as his sub, I'm not sure. It's the intriguing element of it. And speaking of not playing for ages, so they don't bring Silvani in. Port Adelaide brings Dixon in, who hasn't played in ages as well. So depends on where you are in the pecking order as to how long you can be out and be straight back in, isn't it? <laughs> You know how desperate you are, I think, as well. And yeah, I that's think, right. Uh, yeah, might play a role. And we'll come back to this game, obviously, all the way through our build-up. As Braden Maynard's probably the one voice that's been missing from the overwhelming story of the week, bar the evidence that he gave at the tribunal. He has spoken tonight, and here's a little of what he said. Yeah, I'm glad it's all done. Without, uh, excuse my French, but it's been a shit show the last four week, so um, I'm glad everything's done. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, it's been, it's been a very big week. Mentally... Yeah, especially mentally. I don't want to touch on it too much because, um, yeah, I had a few moments there where I wasn't going great. Um, but, yeah, my, my whole, uh, sole focus has been with Angus and his family. It, it was an accident and it's, it's, it's something that, um, yeah, I've, I've checked up on him a couple of times and um, I love the guy, like I said, and, um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty full on and I'm just glad to put it to bed and put it to the side now. It's been an intense week for all involved and yep. for all yep. observing as well. Yeah, those involved uh, would have been it would have been harrowing. Um, you know, the the uh, Brayshaw family and extended family into the into the Frawleys uh, would have been really tough, particularly early in the piece before the scans came back, and uh, they were positive, from my understanding. Um, and on the other side, well, Peter Maynard he works for Collingwood, uh, Braden's dad. Uh, sorry, he works for Melbourne, Braden's dad, and and Braden himself. Well, 
he was caught in a position where most people, I think, uh, well, I won't say most, but a large percentage of people thought it was an accident. And um, to me, it was a football accident. And it would have, wouldn't have been any easier, though, Jono, because he was front and centre of everybody's text machine and, and every news item and uh, every talkback caller for uh, four or five days. Dwayne, I've never seen, I've never heard it go off <laughs> like it did. Yeah, well, you and I have been doing talkback radio for a long time, Jared. There's been some big dial-moving issues, but this was pretty hot. And you mentioned Peter Maynard. So I think my understanding is he's been in hospital as well, oh, is he? getting his own operation done. So he hasn't been out of hospital to help his son much. And I think the mum has been away overseas as well. So he's kind of had to fight that battle himself, Braden. And some will say, well, it, you were the one who did it. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a couple of sides to this. And one of the sides is also that a few are telling us that there's a chance Angus will play. I think that's next the pleasing week. thing, though, and yeah. I think that helps just calm calm the aspect around around it. Yeah, it was a it wasn't great, and it wasn't great for for Angus, and we we all felt for for where he was at. But it's good to see him starting to come out the other side of it a little bit, and hopefully it continues on a positive path uh, for him and his health. Did you play with Peter at Melbourne? I Jim? did, yeah, a couple of years, um, and I was disappointedly left because I thought he was going to he would have made it more as an AFL footballer. He was a star in the SAFL. Oh, yeah. And he should have played. He should have played more for Melbourne. But uh, the powers of be decided to cut him from the list, and he just kept on getting better as a player. What will the future look like? How will that event instruct what happens next in the laws and in the patterns of the game? Well, I think the one thing we can be sure of, we won't see that incident again without it being suspended. So he was innocent of this year's rules, but he'll be guilty next year if the same... Thing happened. I mean, it's very much, and Johnny, you were onto this before anybody else, but it is very much like a a launching charge down in uh, rugby league. They've uh, they've knocked that on the head. It's a suspendable event, a suspendable event, and I'm not sure how they'll write the rules because I'm going to be too hard to just ban turning the shoulder. I think because there are incidents where we teach people to turn the shoulder, but if you leave the ground in a smothering attempt, I think you can guarantee you'll be held responsible for any outcome. Yeah, and that's the and that's the nature of the, what they do in in league and and union. So there's the there's the different layers that uh, that go with that, depending on where you hit the body. Yes, it's uh, and we have we have downfield free kicks. That was a downfield free kick yeah. um, last week with with the late hit. But but they work on the fact. And talking to Greg Alexander and Brayton Astor and Gordon Tallis on on last Wednesday night, it's they are all it's four. That's a four weaker mm-hmm. right there. So I think it I think it lands in that in that vicinity that if you charge and you charge at the kicker. It becomes your responsibility to execute your attempt at smother more effectively, and I think that's where we will we will get to because Dwayne, the players are coached that way. So Melbourne come out the front of centre bounce with speed, and they score heavily from that, and they have for the mm. last few years. So players are told to stand on fifty if they come out the front. You, you, you're charging up quickly to close their space. Now Maynard closed it up and closed it up with um, with that speed and power and jumped jumped into it. We have seen the tackle though evolve. I think this year to the point that. We all thought if you tackle a guy and his head hits the deck and he's concussed, you're in trouble. And then as the year got on, I seemed to feel like if you released, you did your hardest to actually make it a soft touch with his head on the ground. You you were kind about the end of it. You didn't slam. You actually decelerated. You got cut a little bit of slack. So if this same thing happens again and the player that charges opens up his body tries to land softly yep. and the same concussion occurs, you might still be okay? Is that a fair I think, right? I think it's right. I, I was actually surprised that the AFL didn't go harder on the capacity to push your hands out. Mm. And 
I'd be interested in your thoughts on the Tom Lynch one because I think the AFL heard in not uh, addressing that. Yeah, I, I heard think, you during the week open yeah. with your editorial yeah. on that. You think they were chained by that decision because of the way they announced the fact that he was getting off. Well, in many respects, uh, the uh, Jeff Gleeson said that you are able to brace for contact, turn mm. your body to, to contact. And I just think that's something that Laura Kane needs to have a really in-depth look at, get some, uh, get some views from uh, people who are in the, in the umpiring, get some views from people who are playing the game. Because, you know, we call this the turning of the shoulder instinctive, but it's not instinctive. It is a learned behaviour, and we, we have to unlearn it or penalise it, one or the other. Because there are guys in MotoGP who get flung into the air at 100 kilometres an hour off their bike, and their instant thought has to be to roll. Yep. How they land then becomes part of their saving technique, if you know what I mean. But so that's trained, isn't it? It is trained. Yeah. But, you can, I mean, these guys are being propelled through the air at a, a rate of knots. Yeah. You put your arm out. But you still off. have to think, how am I going to land here? Yeah. Because it has to be a protective way, not a, a crazy way that's going to actually end up with me in a lot worse way than I could be. If footy is your game, listen up. Telstra and the AFL are teaming up to support local footy clubs across the country, introducing Telstra Footy Country Grants, where for next year, junior and senior AFL clubs nationally can apply for grants to support their footy club from a total funding pool of $2 million in 2024. So whatever your clubs need, this is a code-first collaboration to directly bolster the sport we all love. Just visit telstra.com slash footygrants to find out more. AFL Nation for elders looking to make a move then think elders home loan and tyre power Vegas competition with Toyo open country tyres it is first semi-final night at the MCG Melbourne and Carlton to do battle the teams are unchanged the subs are in Josh Shackey is the sub for the Demons and Ollie Hollands is the sub for the Blues. AFL Nation is for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move? Then think Elders Home Loans. And for tyre power, get the power. Very shortly we will be inside the Blues camp with Aaron Hamill, uh, Jared Whateley, Dwayne Russell, Brad Johnson and Jared Healy with you for the call. Just uh, a few thoughts on some of what has transpired during the week. Um, and the, the Grundy scenario is a fascinating one, isn't he? Is, is he the right pick up for Sydney? Well, I think he's the best Ruckman available. It depends on how much you pay before you can say how much of a good deal of it is. I've heard a million bucks and I've heard 600 and uh, Collingwood continue to pay. So he's not going to be getting any less, I would assume. So I haven't heard. Have you heard whether Collingwood is still contributing? Because I've heard both stories emphatically expressed to me that yes, he's not uh, and yes, he is. I don't feel like I can settle that debate for you. (laughs) So I think they desperately need a ruckman. Unfortunately, uh, the Laddams experiment hasn't been a success at this stage. He's let himself down with a suspension close to finals. He's uh, hasn't got himself fit enough. So his future is right on the line. It's up to him whether or not he can reassert himself. But Grundy, I hope, has uh, got himself four years left in footy and uh, he makes the, the minimum and he, he comes back and plays really good footy. He played some good footy at the start of this year when, when Max wasn't playing for Melbourne. Uh, but we haven't seen it a lot over the last couple of years, so he's got he's got a bit to prove. He certainly he certainly does. I think it's a good fit with Hickey now retiring. Yep. You're right with your your assessment of Laddams. So therefore, you know that that's that's the one club who's searching for someone to keep feeding the ball to their gun mids and yep. and, and port, maybe, port too. Yeah, I mean it was a two horse race, and they both desperately needed one. Yeah, good point. 
So who's their second ruck? Is it McLean going forward? I think so. I think McLean is the... He's sort of established himself in the forward line yeah, as well. He's done, he's done a good job, hasn't mm. he? But he's also around the groundwork. Even in their final, was was pretty strong last oh, week. Strong so last week so I think that sort of showed that... You know that that's that's the perfect role for a McLean to be involved in the game, and then you've got your, your key ruckman who can also push forward and, and fill that role also. Laddams is an interesting one. He has got a lot of talent. Laddams. I agree with that. He's got a lot of upside, but he just hasn't been able to nail it at uh, Port. And he went to Sydney as the number one man, and Hickey actually dislodged him again. So mm. um, he's 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 got something to offer, but uh, he needs to really have a huge preseason. Got suspended at a couple of key moments as well. He did. Let him, so yeah. that cost him. I think last year's final series was, even yeah. late in the VFL, which... Didn't go down well. No, it wouldn't have <laughs> gone down well. And they'll they'll improve because of that, Sydney. So they stay in the final line. You you wouldn't want to not improve your list over summer, would you? If no. you're one of those teams that aren't playing at the moment. Collingwood set the benchmark last year. Or this year, I should say. They picked up four or five fantastic players. Probably four of them are going to be playing in uh, their premiership side if they, they get to the premiership. Uh, I can't see Billy Frampton making it, but it is, he's, he's been a fantastic part of it. The Blues have just run out to go through their warm-up. Aaron Hamill is with us downstairs. Aaron, great to have you with us on AFL Nation. Evening, gents. Um, thanks for having me. You're feeling it? It's a big atmosphere as it concerns the Blues at the moment. Yeah, certainly have, um, Jared. I'm, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago it was a slow build-up, but, but this week's um, come, come upon us pretty quickly. So, um, look, we got back to work pretty quickly on the Sunday, um, and then we sort of roll into the week as a normal week. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really uh, consistent build-up for us. Aaron, in regards to, and good luck tonight, number number one, but, but firstly, certainly, did you get caught up in the roar last week? Because there were, there were four massive roars. One was at the start of the game and the first goal to, to Doherty, then Kerno, then Cripps' goal. But the end of the game, seriously, was the loudest I've heard this MCG. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, Jono. It sort of uh, brought me back to the playing days. And then you, <laughs> I just reflect to the 99 prelim um, against the Essendon. That was probably the, the most, uh, and that was two decades ago, the most recent sort of sort of buzz that I got. And we were, we we're behind the glass in the coach's box, obviously. But um, oh, just to see the joy on the boys' faces, um, you know, a lot of them have waited for that. You know, for a long time, you know, Cripps, Weeders and Doherty, it, it's been well documented. But uh, we feel they embraced it the right way. They were, they were really composed and methodical and worked through a number of challenges throughout the, throughout the week. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, to get off to the start is what you want and, and, and ideally what you need. And then the boys slowly found a fair bit of rhythm and, and, we, and we got the game on our terms for a little bit there. Did you talk about tension throughout the week? There's obviously a, a, it's a, it's a final, it's a cutthroat final. There's, there's, there's tension in the air, there was tension in the stands. As well, which uh, I know you, you you can't control and try not to think about. But did you did you talk about that, or is there a different feel about the group now that they've got that first finals win together? Yeah, I think so, Jono. And and and, and we're pretty lucky and, and fortunate. We touch on that a lot around you know our our Carton family and and the spirit that we have and the passion that we have. We we play regularly in front of 80,000 80, plus. You know, we're one of the one of the lucky ones that have have a really strong big supporter base. And and Vossi. Um, you know, he he lent into that a little bit during the week, um, and and really was was quite raw in front of the group and said, "Boys, if I've if I've got a story for you, if I've if I have, um, you know, if I can solve any problems or issues or, or give you something to lean into, I'd I'd let you know. But you guys are ready for it." Um, and he and he instilled an enormous amount of belief, um, and we know that doesn't guarantee us anything. Um, but but we felt we prepared him really well, and Vossi was outstanding and. Um, you know, it was it was a really consistent approach, but uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. I think getting the first one out of the way, and then they're then they're really you know they're they're a dog hungry group, and they've been starved a while for for team success, and that's what they're striving for. 
We know it's all about uh, inches or centimetres, but I assume that the uh, the rule went out or the order went out that no one cuts their fingernails after Blake Akers uh, got you across the line. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, Jared. We, uh, we we did highlight that during the week, but um, probably more importantly than that, it was just a role that he's been able to play yep. for us and and that small forward, which is which we know is a, a quite a challenging role to link onto the wing and the team defence and the system that we need. But um, yeah, he's been a beauty Akers for us. He's, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with him at Saints for a couple of years and uh, he was trialled in a number of positions, but um, you know he's, he's settled over the last couple of years as, as that winger, and um, he certainly embraced that role, and he's quite powerful, and he gives us a different look around stoppage too, if need be, if we if we want to push him in a bit tighter and use him as an extra mid. So so he's quite versatile, but we love how he's embraced his role as a wing. We're very much a uh, a win loss industry, and uh, the analysis uh, can spin depending on uh, which side of the ledger you fall on. That uh, everybody. Uh, examine Melbourne's entries uh, to with an inch of its life. But uh, Carlton last week yourselves, you had 29 inside 50s in the second half and you took just three marks and Sydney had a record 16 intercepts. So your entries weren't all that flash in the second half either. Have you addressed that with the group uh, over the week? Yeah, it certainly didn't go unnoticed, Jared. It was um, it was something that, um, and we've been really consistent with our review in terms of the the offense defense contest as, as every phase. But we did spend some time, certainly on entry, um, and, we, and we know that what we're coming up against tonight is, you know, they're top three defensively, Melbourne, and yeah. you know, and, and there was a lot of talk around the the Collingwood Melbourne game. But the fact is, they kept Collingwood to 38 entries, um, and they had an, they had an enormous amount of supply of 68. So. So we don't want to be involved in any of those sort of games. We um, we feel if we do give them that many that many entries and opportunities, we'll um, you know not only you know we feel that we can defend that strongly, but you've got to start your game at, back from um, D50 defensive mid, which is quite challenging against a really strong aggressive team like Melbourne, particularly their front half game. So um, we, we're certainly really aware of what's coming, but from an entry point of view, we we need to um, yeah we need to just change things up a little bit, start getting getting our ball movement going a little bit. You can focus heavily on your entry, but it's what happens further uh, sort of back in the field. And we need the challenge more, go open side, hit, hit, hit the shorts and get some run and overlap. So we need to be quite dynamic and, and give our forwards the best chance. Speaking of your, your forward line, the, the, the opposition have brought Tomlinson back in, probably in some ways to, to get their structure, to get Lever as that, that intercept, maybe play a bit more of a freer, freer game. Will you identify that and will you have someone go to him early and try and restrict that influence or will you just play that out as it, uh, as it unfolds? Yeah, I think rightly so. We, you know, it occupied a, a fair amount of minutes in match committee, John O, with, um, with Lever. Last couple of times we played him, he's had 20-odd uh, intercepts. So we, we need to take that away. Um, you know, we need to, we know how aggressive they can be with their ball movement and, and how much they challenge us. So look, well, it, it's certainly a, a really close watch. We'll... We'll get to go. We'll get to work early on it, playing our our way, and 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 in terms of our ball movement and contests and getting it getting it to ground. But um, yeah, it's certainly a close watch, and it's uh, it's one on on the coach's radar. Interesting, you talk talk about the Carlton way. You've had two ways this year. You've had slow, laborious, and shockingly boring and uh, losing, and you've had this exciting uh, go forward uh, mechanism. The difference between the two, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that must have changed. For, and I, I was here commentating when you, I think, kicked six goals out of the centre against the Suns. But it is, mm. it seems that forward handball is the thing that has electrified you. Is, is there other things to it or am I just imagining things? No, there's no doubt, Jared, that we, we became a really kick kick mark team and we, and, and we lost a bit of run and dash from, from our overlap. But it was more, more the live play, the live ball. You know, there's times where the oppo just simply don't let you. You know, that's a bit like us when we try and defend 
couple of teams. We want to we want to defend as close to goal as possible, and and we we. You're right. It was the live game that um, our meters gained from handball. It was more more that 45, that run and receive pattern, and the run and overlap that we weren't able to generate. Um, and we've got we've got some really explosive mids um, in there, and you know, they're, and, and they're big bodied. And then you know we got Walshy on the outside that can get going, and Cripps can use his power. And and we were going we were going back and lateral too often, which is allowing your, your oppo team defence just to just to a to get too much heat on the ball to start with, and then and then let their team defence get set. So we, we opened the boys up a little bit. We knew what we were trying to chase. It was around that pressure and, and taking the game on more and, and to the boys' credit. And, and Vossi steered it. Um, you know, everyone got in behind him and, and we got to work on it. So we saw that transfer, um, you know, it didn't take immediate effect and it didn't stick straight away, but it took took a couple of weeks. And we got a bit of traction in that Gold Coast game. And and from there, we, um, you know, we started to, started to play more like us in our DNA. Aaron, you know you, you understand more than anyone that it takes the full 22 in a big final to, to have an impact. But last week, two in particular, I thought were excellent were Cottrell and, and, and Fogarty. The way that they played their footy, it was it was calm and it was controlled and it was in a big final as well. Yeah, both outstanding. Um, and again, just in that team meeting, we we just really highlight our, our role players and what they mean to us, and and more so the team. You know, the team defence. We love them to play on instinct and, and get going on instinct when we've got the ball, but. But it's more, it's more structured in team defence and what they're able to do with us, um, you know, post-stoppage and, and how they're able to get back in and equalise and put a heap, heap of heat on. And then we all of a sudden we need them 140 metres in the goal square, um, you know, either killing the ball or, or, or defending one and a half and getting their hands dirty at ground level there. So we ask a lot, um, but we're not asking um, anything that we haven't seen. And, and, and that's when you come into this team, you know, Vossi's, um, you know, really big on, you know, just just be good at your role. We don't need you to be doing anything different, but but Cots, we just need you to do, to, to, to be you. Same same goes for Cripper. We, we love what he does, but we just need him to, to to be himself. And that's the same with those those role players in Fogarty and Cots. Does George Hewitt get a, a, a role, a mining role at stoppage? Uh, I mean, I know he's freed up and he's, he's a much different player to the one he was with Sydney, but does he look after Petrarca if he's at a clearance or does he look after uh, Oliver potentially? Yeah, we'll see what they do at um, stoppage. They're, they're quite dynamic through there, as you know, Jared and Petrarca, you know, potentially starts forward and then just drifts into the mid and and then he'll he'll, he'll spit a couple of other, other mids forward. And so we need to be really mindful of that. Um, but I think George plays his best footy. Well, I know George plays his best footy when he's hunting the opposition. And, um, you know, he's quite, he's really, he's really disciplined in his role. We, we know if we need to shut down Viney or, or Oliver, we've got him up our sleeve. Um, so we'll get him going early and, um, you know, we'll get him involved at the coalface at, at, at stoppage and then, and then he can play off there. But he's, he's a bit like that, that lever one. He's certainly, if we need to go to that, go to that early, we will. Aaron, appreciate your time. Good luck for tonight. Pleasure. Thanks, gents. Aaron Cheers. Hamill from the Cup coaching staff. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Book a test drive today. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom. Christian Petrarca did a lot of goal kicking at the end of the warm-up there, so I think that's a pretty good indication. And Mark Williams had his studious eye across most of what he was doing. Our major partner is the TAC. Don't use your phone illegally while driving TAC. We're going to set you up for Blues Radio and for D's Radio next. They're both there on the SEN app from half past seven. So you can choose the parochial call. Or you can stick with us. Or I would, I would dance around tonight just on the flow of the game and see what was happening. This is the AFL Nation. Well, when are you suggesting they go to Blues Radio, Joe? When they're in front or when they're down? <laughs> oh, it's so. It was. It was 
equally excellent when they muck things up horrendously. <laughs> Mackay from the goal square, Kemp on the behind line as to when they were kicking goals to win the game. It was equally excellent. You might have to indicate to Demons fans where Blues Radio is for them just in case they're <laughs> yes. five in front. I did get a great text during the week saying there's Blues Radio, there's D's Radio and there's Sad Cats Radio. <laughs> I think that's us, Dwayne. This is the AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles, Subway Tiles from 29.95 at Beaumont Tiles. You're listening to AFL Nation for elders. Looking to make a move? Then think elders home loan and tyre power. Vegas competition with Toyo Open Country Tyres. Our Friday night, Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. The AFL Nation call here. Two doors down, Blues Radio for Boopa. Proud member, partner of the Blues, Andy Marr, Mark McClure and Wayne Johnston. And then down the corridor, D's Radio. For Zurich Insurance, count on us to protect what matters most. Tom Morris, Russell Robertson and Lily Mithen. Uh, I can't think of a better debut than what transpired last Friday night than with Blues Radio. So we are doing it again. And uh, Andy Marr, two, two windows away. Hello to you, Andy. We need the radio mic on, please. Is they're there and waiting and signalling. Can you hear? There we go. Somebody's pulled a trigger somewhere, and here we are. Lovely to see you fellas through the glass. Uh, we're here again. Can you believe it? How are you going to follow up? What well, how do we? I'm here with Mark McClure and Wayne Johnson again. Um, how can we? No, you don't talk in that one. You're talking this one. How can we possibly uh, repeat what happened last week? Well, comfortably. I think that uh, there's the opportunities there for us to do that. I mean, I think. I'm not talking about the footy team. I'm talking about us. Oh, well, you've got to get a bit better. <laughs> it's one of your things that you need to do, okay? Is there a chance you might actually say something tonight, please? Well, I heard you for an, two hours. I went home with brain damage after it, I can tell you right now. But I had a little bit of fun, and it was nice to do a little bit of stuff. But, uh, and I think the, the actual uh, people in the, in the audience loved it. You know, you just, you just got to say what you want to say and all those sorts of things without any rudeness or anything like that or... We're a bit disappointed that Dom hasn't suited up with us tonight. He's, uh, there's no duffel coat, there's no footy jumper, there's no T-shirt. Disrespectful. Yes. yes. <laughs> What's your excuse? Why You've come in here looking magnificent, but why is there no Carlton paraphernalia adorning your magnificent body? Actually, it doesn't fit anymore, really, to be honest. It's a little bit too big for me. <laughs> uh, have fun last week. What did you make of it all? All the silliness of the whole thing. I actually had fun. It took me a while to work out what the hell was going on. And, um, no, look, it was wonderful. And uh, the highlight for the night for me was when Murray wouldn't, uh, yourself, wouldn't do the high five. Well, I didn't know you were there. You were sort of loitering. But I was in another kind of zone at that stage. And I needed some, I needed you to whack me. You didn't mind whacking opponents on the back of the head. You could have just given me a little tap on the way through. True, but I couldn't reach you, actually. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't reach now, there are some interlopers here tonight, yes, Jared. Do you yes. want me to pass the kit? Because Morris is coming here completely unprepared for this. Well, actually, why don't you talk to him? And with just a little bit of smoke, right. I do rather like that Tom's come with his Drake. Yes. So that, that is of a certain vintage I, that will chime with Melbourne fans. I haven't even seen it, to be honest. I have a blockage from 2000, so I don't even want to know about any of that. Uh, would you like me to go and yes, have, a young, yes. have a word to the young man? Right up. Uh, Tom Morris. I can't believe you. In fact... Who let him into our booth? You're, you're down in some little alcove. You're in, the, you're in a corridor somewhere. 
I don't. I think you're going to be calling it off your phone because you don't actually have a direct line of sight to the ground. Yeah, the irony doesn't it hasn't escaped me, Andy. I mean, to see three Carlton men sitting here. I hope you enjoyed the last game of the season because you blokes are absolutely <laughs> gone. Carlton have shot all the shots they have. Melbourne Footy Club, not, not Melbourne Footy Club, us. The boys are ready to go, and uh, I'm embarrassed for you. And Ligon Street is going to be quiet tonight. There'll be tumbleweeds down Ligon Street. Uh, we wish you all the very best, Tom. We're, we're generous of spirit in here, aren't we, fellas? We wish Melbourne all the very best. It'd be terrible. It'd be terrible if back-to-back seasons you went out in straight sets. I mean, yeah. have you contemplated how shameful that might be? No. Uh, what I have contemplated is how pathetic it is that Carlton can win one final and act like they've just solved world hunger, and now they're coming here tonight thinking they're going to beat probably the best team in the comp, if not the best team of the last decade. We're en route to a dynasty, and you're en route to more shameful embarrassment here at the MCG. All these Carlton fans here tonight, they're going to walk home with their tails between their legs, and you're going to do the same, Andy, and it's going to be embarrassing for you. There is this absolute reality uh, regarding where your footy club, and we, we acknowledge the fact that you're a wonderful group of players. In fact, you've probably got five or six all-time greats running around in this Melbourne team. I mean, it's a magnificent collection of players. It would just be, would you agree or not, it would be a terrible shame if this Melbourne group in this good Goodwin era only won the one premiership, it would be it would be a travesty. Andy, what you know and I know very well is we don't deal in hypotheticals that are ridiculous. You should be worrying about your own backyard. Like you're for you. What, where's your speed tonight? Where, where, Harry Mackay's out. Kerno's kicked three goals in the last two games against Melbourne. And to be honest. I don't actually rate your ticker either. Oh, Michael Voss, three-time premiership captain, that's fine. But who's your leader aside from Paddy Cripps? So I'm worried about you losing by 10 goals, let alone by losing by 15 goals. Sellers, are we showing in the door? Is that we've, we've been generous to spirit. He's coming here. He's coming here and he's just abused us. John, have you got anything you'd like to say to him? I have a neighbour of mine who played 188 games for uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Stephen Smith. I don't think he played in the final. Sellers, it, it's rude. I mean, we've welcomed him in, and he's just come in here and abused us. Have you got anything you'd like to say to him? This is the best century they've had. They've won one this, year, this century. They've actually won a premiership this century. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Uh, Jared, we didn't we didn't anticipate that sort of assault, that sort of frontal assault from Tom, but lines are drawn, I would imagine. So there you go. It was bullshit. It was very bullshit. <laughs> Does he know who these two blokes are? Good luck to all of you. All, so we'll be touching base. Good luck. Uh, we'll be clipping up for crunch time tomorrow. We'll give you a feel for how D's radio goes for Zurich Insurance and how Blues radio unfolds for Bupa. So Andy Marr, Mark McClure, Wayne Johnston, Tom Morris, Russell Robertson and Lily Myth and dedicated parochial calls there on the app. I especially enjoyed those who found it and didn't realise that it actually was parochial radio. So more of that, I say. Pre-order your AFL Grand Final Record and Premier's Edition now. Head to aflrecord.com.au. Uh, the banners are out. The players soon to follow. We'll get the full preview coming up with Jared Healy and Brad Johnson. The AFL Nation pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks. Friday night footy is the first semi-final, Melbourne and Carlton. Our Friday night presenting partner is Penrite Oil and your local Repco authorised service. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Jared Healy and Brad Johnson with you. We're joined down on the boundary by Melbourne's forward line coach, Greg Stafford. So we've got the exact right man, I reckon. Greg, welcome to AFL Nation. Well, thanks for having me, Jensen. Jeez, what a what an all-star crew you've got up there. It must be finals time. Greg, has the forwards coach seat been unusually hot this week? Oh, listen, there's one thing that I've realised over the, the three years that I've been doing the role is you've got to have very thick skin and you've got to have the patience of a monk. <laughs> 
and I've got those, so I'm fine, thanks. When, uh, as last week is unfolding, I imagine there's a level of frustration, not only on the field, but in the box. Is that is that a fair extrapolation? Oh, I suppose when you're emotionally engaged in the game, uh, there's going to be some of that tension, but uh, I think we pride ourselves on being fairly calm in the box at Melbourne, so... Uh, yeah, no, it was okay. Obviously, some learnings to come out of it as every week. That, that's what provides you. Let's be honest, Greg, you should have been pointing the finger at the midfield coach because the way they <laughs> kicked the ball in gave you no chance. Finally, some sanity, <laughs> Jared. Yeah. Refreshing view on it, mate. It's amazing, though, isn't it? Like, uh, when teams get scored against, yep. it's uh, team defence that let us down, and when you don't score, it's the forward line gets hung out to dry, but... Uh, there's no such thing as team offence, apparently, in the modern game. And strangely enough, it was your biggest names, at, uh, uh, your, your worst defenders, uh, kicking the ball inside forward 50. We had Daniel Hoyne tell us that uh, Petrarca, Oliver and Viney are your, uh, are your worst defenders at just kicking the ball up in the air and not hitting targets. So there's a fair bit of work to be done by your three uh, A-graders. Oh, I think uh, I'm not going to be throwing anyone <laughs> under the bus. We, we, we're all boats in the, in the same bay. We, we rise and fall in the same tide, so... Um, you know, how we, we play both in offence and defence is a team thing and we're striving to get better at that all the time. Greg, speaking of that, smoother conditions tonight compared to last <laughs> week. Yes, <laughs> how refreshing it is to come out here and it's oh, yeah. uh, dry and I'm hoping for a nice, crisp, clean game and, and, uh, and looking forward to some good service for our forwards. Talk to us about the preparation of, of Bailey Fritz. I see you pre-game, you kick along the, the centre square line with him. How does it work in his terms of, of preparation and getting set for, for a game? Oh, look, it's just a little thing we do. Uh, it's been going for about two and a bit years, I think. Uh, Stem from my time as goal kicking coach, um, you know, a couple of years back, um, I noticed that he, when he ran offline, because he's kicked so true and honest, wherever he runs, that's where the ball goes. So we did some uh, little tricks at training around, uh, you know, running along the lines of some cones and some poles and, and just align him. And so it's just a little pre-game ritual that we we sort of get together on and um, it's just a reminder to him that he, when he runs straight, he kicks straight. Tomlinson tonight, does he does he play forward or does he join you up forward? Um, up, down, back, sorry. No, he's, uh, he's been very good when he's uh, combined with, uh, with Rick Lever and, and Stephen May, so he'll find himself there. And a couple of other the other inclusions, you've got Jordan to play through the through the midfield and, and replace Brayshaw with his run. And Spargo, he's a, he's a good little spark. He, he certainly provides some good energy for you. He certainly does. Um, you know, our speed forwards are a wonderful group and he's very much a part of that. Um, I'm really glad that we've got the four of them in there today. And, um, you know, what he does is he, his work rate is second to none. And when he's got ball in hand, he generally uses it pretty well, which is a good time to, to have a player like that. So the uh, forwards coach also has to be a defensive coach in many respects. Uh, Greg, are you, are you manning up Saad or are you trying to defuse Wietering at all? I'm really enjoying listening to you speak, Jared. I have for many years and, uh, and this is another case in point. I mean, I spend half my time talking defence and half yeah. of offence and I pride the fact that you know our forward line is as good as any at what they do in the defensive aspect of the game. We talk a lot about getting our game in balance. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, we're the, we're the front line when it comes to defence when the ball gets turned over. And we spend a hell of a lot of work and our boys are dedicated to that space. Um, so, you know, that, that manifests itself in many different ways. And it's sometimes a role on certain individuals and sometimes it's just how we then try and delay ball movement. So we'll have all those plans ready. I'm glad I'm not playing uh, in today's footy talking about defence as a forward. <laughs> that's for sure. But, but outside of that, one of the moves of the year, I think, was just 
getting Christian Petrarca to play more in your end of the ground. I think it added a, a really good flavour to, to and unpredictability about the way that you, you go about things. How have you seen that that move personally? And, and do you think it's a move that can actually, well, I personally think it can, it can win you the flag? Oh, look, there's, there's no substitute for elite talent. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you look at where the salary cap spread across our group, you'd say it's mm. probably in the midfield and down back. Um, that's, that's not saying anything against the boys we've got down there to do a wonderful job. So when you've got a player like Christian to come in who's a, an incredible contest winner, um, really good decision maker, and for the most part, um, you know, uses the ball pretty well, um, you know, you take him every day of the week. Now, as to what the future looks like, I, I think we've had to be quite... Um, agile in the, in the way we've looked at personnel down there, but certainly we've been really encouraged by what we've seen down there from him. How much discussion did you have about Brody Grundy? Because uh, clearly he could have been part of the forward solution, but uh, you elected to go the other way. Oh, look, you know, absolutely spoken about. Um, you know, match committee uh, ran for probably the longest it had all year this week, and, uh, and that name was certainly bandied around as far as what we might want to do ahead of the ball, but uh, in the end we've settled with the team we've got, so we're pretty confident they'll get the, do- the job done. So I take it McDonald is your, your backup ruckman? Uh, yes. So that sorts that out. And, um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the reason to, to bring in um, Tomlinson... Was that because of just the structure that you talked about? Because, I mean, you have looked your best, I think, when you've got those three in defence and you can release Lever to be the interceptor. But it was pretty tough on the man who ended up going out of the team because he played pretty well last week after probably a, a slowish start in the first quarter. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Michael is, um, is, a, is a wonderful um, member of not only that back six but our team and, and he's much revered by his teammates so any time you leave him out um, you'd have to have a good reason for it and, and I think on balance we believe the dynamic of the other three just for this opposition and, and what they bring is just where we need it to be. I think the modern game requires you to look at a, a week by week as far as who you're picking and take a, a squad mentality to the game as opposed to you know, just sort of sitting on your on your hands and just rolling at the same team and yep. or philosophy from week to week. I think you've got to be a bit more dynamic and, and proactive in that space. Yeah, I know it's contentious, but I think the AFL should recognise that and start to look at uh, if they if they give out premiership medals to give it out to the squad as much as uh, as anything else because it is a twenty five or twenty eight man effort to win a premiership. Yeah, I completely agree. I think everyone contributes. Um, along the way and and even reflecting back on that 21 premiership the way we prepared as a squad I think was fundamental in us being able to prevail that year our training sessions and and what our you know in inverted commas B team provided our A team as far as you know match conditions of training I thought was uh, very telling in the end so you know you look at the contribution these guys make um, I think it'd be lovely to have that recognised. Greg, you think match committee went for a fair bit of time this week. Next week could be an even bigger challenge. If you have a big win tonight with some of the players that uh, that will return for you, and can you give us an insight into how Angus Brayshaw is travelling? Look, uh, those that know me know that I'm not a meetings man, um, <laughs> and uh, it'll be, in the end, the thing that drives me out of football, but uh, <laughs> I will say that I'll be more than happy to convene next week and, and you know mull over a team if that means that we're playing. Uh, as far as uh, Angus is going, I think he's actually tracked quite well. Um, obviously, there's some concern with him, with his history, but uh, so far, so good. So um, hopefully that continues. I noticed Josh Shackey's just out on the ground with, with his teammates. I know we're a fraction ahead of time. Are you tipping your hand on your sub? Uh, sorry, sorry uh, again. Is Josh Shackey the sub? 
Oh, yes, he is, yeah. 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 How, how, I guess the how and the why of that, what might he represent for you late in the game if it's a choice rather than forced? Well, you sort of need a little bit of coverage across different areas. If something happens to Max, you can go on the ruck. If something happens to a, a power forward, he can slot in there and we can shift something around there. And um, So it's just really around a bit of flexibility. It's uh, generally what we've sort of uh, thought around that sub position. And it is do or die. Every game's knockout from here. Does it give you? A, does it create an edge? Is there an edge around all of this now? Oh, it's <laughs> just great to be playing finals and play for something that's important. Um, not that every week isn't, but uh, oh, it's just a, it's a great atmosphere. There's always just that extra spring in your step, and and you know that uh, it's going to be hot in the contest tonight. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what both teams provide. Appreciate your time, Greg. Good luck for tonight. Thanks very much, Jens. Greg Stafford is the Melbourne forward line Thanks. coach down on the boundary. We will uh, debate all of that as we head towards the opening siren. This is the AFL Nation pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Subway Tiles from 29.95 at Beaumont Tiles.